This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Oh, hi everyone. Don't you fucking talk, Dylan. It's me. (laughs) You're the Tory Wilson of this podcast, and I'm the Don Marie. I'm a whore that everyone feels kind of sorry about because it looks like she's crying. So wait a minute. You try and fuck my dad, so I challenge you to a bikini contest. Correct, and then I kill your dad with my tight pussy, and (laughs) and an ambulance gets there faster than anything that's ever happened. (laughs) An ambulance is outside the door. It's, There's so much of this of that stuff that just looks like it was like I, I was watching on YouTube being like I'm I'm just watching porno like I'm just watching softcore porn when they get married because I forgot the whole thing of like I'm going to get married and when she go like first of all she's wearing the same lingerie that was featured in the first porn I ever saw young nurses in lust um, <laughs> that's the second time you mentioned that so that was the exact same lingerie the exact same lingerie like i literally was getting like uh like not a like i'm gonna jack off boner but just a like psychosomatic Ooh, i'm feeling some stuff i also am weirdly just, a, tra- just an awareness boner yeah like i'm like you know a, we've been here before and we'll be back again kind of boner yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just how like i get a boner when i know my surroundings <laughs> yeah. you know yeah yeah yeah. because you're a man who gets attracted to comfort yeah exactly you're sick se- or just like i know I know these hills, yeah. and I'm erect. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, if I was in Rambo, I would have just had a hard dick the whole time <laughs> while I was killing those cops Wh- and setting traps. I was thinking that you were in Rambo 2 or he's back in Vietnam. No. I love how the Rambo movies jump the shark immediately. The Rambo movies go from a very serious Academy-worthy movie to legitimately like, I'm here to fuck a skull. Let's do it. Everybody's got a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. He's not gay. He likes women, although he only hangs out with dudes who are new. Don't look too much into it. <laughs> who wants to fuck me? If you're a guy, I mean a girl, that's cool. I do not like Vietnamese people. Oh, man, yeah. What was it? The other one? Uh, can we talk about quickly? Can we just Rambo ca- movie? Oh, where they just uh, called? He's just constantly breaking up a rape. It's just like it's just all that it, that's all the movie. Well, because Sylvester he Stallone ha- lives in this weird world where he went from a man who's so crazy he was like, oh, 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 this is my screenplay. I have to be in it. And it was so crazy that the head of MGM was like, this is a boxing movie, and he's talking about turtles. There's no way this won't be great. They make that, uh, and uh, it becomes the biggest fucking movie ever. He is this acclaimed screenwriter. He follows it up with some of the weirder movies ever. It goes into being an act. Like, he's a maniac. He doesn't know the world. And just when we think it's he's going to die, um, he then, like, shows up and he's like, Oh, no, I mean, uh, expandables. And everyone's like, oh, this will be sh- <laughs> This is going to be shit, but we'll go see it in record numbers. And then he's just back. And then people are like, oh, no, we can't give this fucking mumble mouth with money. It's like if Tommy Dreamer bought WCW to make it a wrestling reference. That would have been amazing. In that it would have been good for the first year, and then it would have gotten in fucking sane. I mean, it would have been great. No, it wouldn't have. There's so many... Uh there's so many. I feel like Tommy Dreamer uh, in ECW. This is not a Tommy Dreamer episode by any stretch, but 
Tommy Dreamer was like, "Well, we're talking about yeah, we're I talking about someone that Tommy Dreamer stretched out." Oh yo 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 he was like, "All right, you don't, you Paul, you won't give me the belt. I want you to imply I have tons of three ways." <laughs> and then Paul was like, "I can do that." Based on what I know from wrestling, it's not implied. He fucked like they literally constantly just talk about like, "Oh, Dreamer then got his hooks in her," and it's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, "He's a big man on campus." There. Well, he's talked about it a lot. Where he's like, "I don't drink. I don't do drugs." I like pussy. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah, you don't like. I like pussy. Yeah. Don't take five seconds to say if it. If a girl doesn't go <laughs> when she's sucking your dick, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. That's out of grossness, not size. Um, here at the Wrestle Review, don't wash it. we very rarely yeah. make corrections, but. The Rock and Roll Express episode last week missed a subtle detail that I learned while reading uh, Slobberknocker, My Life in Wrestling by Jim Ross. Let me tell you, everybody, do yourself a favor and pick up that book. It's fucking fantastic. That man does not talk about his personal life at all. And it's just like every fourth chapter, he's like, and then another divorce happened. (coughs) Well, back to smoking weed. (laughs) Uh, what happens with the Rock and Roll Express there? What What is happening to you, John? I'm coughing from excitement. Ladies and gentlemen, what are the Rock and Roll Express's nicknames, Dylan? Hoot and Punk. Now, why do you think he got the nickname Hoot? <laughs> he got the nickname Hoot because of an old wrestler named Hoot Gibson. Nope. Really? No. Nope. Okay. He got the nickname Hoot because he farted so bad whenever he was near Ricky Morton. They just, it was like his butt was hooting to the point it used to cause fights when they were in Bill Watts' territory because the other wrestlers couldn't get near the camera because it smelled so bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they called him hoot? Yeah, that's why they called him hoot. (laughs) That's ridiculous. His butt hooted. And then they, I think, had to come up with a reason why they called him Hoot. And they were like, ah, it's a wrestler named Hoot Gibson. Not because this fucking one-eyed fuck has the asshole of a sewer. (laughs) I, that is so much more of a charming story than any wrestler's nickname, though. Oh, yeah, every other wrestler. Like, every other wrestler's nickname is like, we call him One-Eyed Jack. Oh, is that because he has, uh, is that because he has that eye patch and his name is Jack? No, that's because he fucked seven 14-year-olds in Thailand. What? <laughs> you know, it's terrifying. Why do they call Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone Cold? Is it because he's remorseless? No, it's what he beat his wives with was a, a cold <laughs> stone. <laughs> he put it in the freezer and he took it out and taught him what for. Yeah, well, why do they call him The Rock? Oh, that's where Vince McMahon made him live briefly because he thought he was black. <laughs> oh, oh, no, John. Mm-hmm. What? Ha, ha, ha. Why do they call him Shane McMahon? Why does Vince McMahon refer to Shane McMahon as Stain McMahon? Oh, because that's what he made Linda sit on that produced Shane in Vince's mind. <laughs> I made one. Now sit on it. Yeah. I made some of it for you. Now put it in you and leave. Why does Stan Hansen yell Ute? Oh, that's because his brain is so damaged from too many flights to Japan that he thinks that's the fra- the word you. Ute. <laughs> Ute. Um, 
yeah, Rock and Roll Express. Fantastic. Got Jim, uh, serious book. Exceptional. Fucking great. Everyone do yourself a favor. Exceptional book. Listen, we're all, I'll tell you, we're all wrestling fans, but, so yeah. one understanding family member gave everyone that for Christmas. Let's not act. If you're open with your rest, that was the rowdy of 2017. <laughs> Perfect. Great book. And uh, a woman that worked with Jim Ross, not really, actually. No segue there. Don Marie, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Don- let's get ready to meet a girl who thought she was going into softcore porn and must wish she has. That sentence was terrible. <laughs> What's the victory? Must miss she had? I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> Dylan, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Me and, the, me and my girlfriend very rarely indulge in morning sex for one reason that it wipes me out like nothing else. And we did it today, and yeah. I am. I'm feeling. <laughs> I feel like this is the podcast nice. where I can admit I am I'm a bit fatigued from boning. They call me hoot. No, they don't. They call you snappy. Why do they call me snappy? One stroke haste. No, no, they call me snappy because I only can come if the uh, woman has a mousetrap on her pussy lips. <laughs> is it in? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it leave. Is it clasped? <laughs> Did I say class? Yeah, I just said class. <laughs> um, ladies terrible. and gentlemen, let's get into Don Marie. Don Marie, who, by the way, just check out her Twitter, and you'll be like, oh my god, this nice mom was kidnapped by carnies for ten years. Um, I don't know, man. Her Twitter is just like... It's super... Why aren't I in the Hall oh, of Fame? Her Twitter it's is like, why... Because you were in the, the company for two her years? Her Twitter is why am I not in the Hall of Fame, and also, like... Looking for a husband. Wish I could find one. Also, this nice walk oh, I went no. on with my kids. Like, it's weird. Here's what I was expecting from her Twitter, though, was a lot of people just being like, you want to see me come? I'd like to see you come. Come, 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 come. Well, then you'd have to, she'd have to like those tweets for you to see. <sighs> oh, them. yeah. I actually thought she might have liked those tweets. <laughs> She'd be like, well, they are saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> well, can't. They- Expression is the fairest form of flattery. I don't know why she's fucking southern. She's from New Jersey. Yeah. Well, here's something fun about Don Marie. I guess raised by a zoologist. She was raised by a zoologist, and then she went to work with animals for ten years. Yo. No. Uh. No. The. I feel like this part of Wikipedia is a lie because this is through her own words. Essentially, uh, she for from the age of eighteen to twenty five. Pretty much until she got into ECW, she worked in a bikini bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, bikini bars are just like, in New York, you can't show titty or poom poom, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they just have to have bikinis on. Mm. Uh, For the record, by so the way, she was, you, you can, but you have to have a very specific license. But with a bikini bar, they can sell more types of liquor and be open longer, I believe. It was a way because the mafia yeah. controlled the strip club business. And because it's New York, they're like, well, we can't have women being treated as objects. We must have that. So let's make sure you can't see the flaps or the who's. <laughs> That's a direct quote. From- can I get that on my? Uh, can I get that on my tombstone? That's a direct quote from Rudy Giuliani, by the way. And um, I'm sure it is. Let's make sure we can't see the flaps or the who's. <laughs> Uh, Giuliani said no flaps. Yeah. Uh, no who's. Everyone knows that this is New York City, the greatest city in the world. No flaps, no who's. Wait a minute, why is he Dusty Rhodes Because now? Rudy Giuliani is just really slowed down Dusty Rhodes. He has a lisp that no one acknowledges. Yeah, like when, I mean, when he, there's also a... F- when he yells America, it does sound like Dusty Rhodes about to... America! Yep. <laughs> that, that, sounded, uh, that sounded not like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, it sounds like Rudy Giuliani. You're right, I'm good at impressions. America! That's how he sounds. <laughs> 
So this is the funny thing, because Wikipedia, they do this all the time, where the guy who writes whatever Wikipedia thing always dresses it up to be like, these people are happier than they are. But, um, so basically she was, <laughs> she was signing posters and... What was the guy's half, name? No, no, like, no, no, no. you got to say the guy's Jonathan Gold. That guy right there, he he has a blazer and no shirt underneath and has said the phrase, yeah. you want to get in there? It's a blowjob to me and 200 bucks when I want. <laughs> that, guy, uh, that guy is the bouncer that the Sopranos keep beating up in the television show, The Sopranos. You got to... You gotta be harassed by me to get to the people who will really harass yeah. you. You wanna get a cigarette put out on your tit? You gotta fuck me first. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to leave the messages, but here's four harassing voicemails I have on a tape. Just listen to yeah. them. Yeah. All right. Number. W- I don't even have the energy to call you anymore. <laughs> just I just want you to feel like less than a person. Oh, by the way, buy a cassette tape player so you can play those. I know it's 2017, so it'll be quite expensive. <laughs> um, no, this was 90. This is 95. Oh, sorry, okay? Dylan. Sorry, I didn't. I was trying not to break the fourth wall like you always do. I have always broken. You're the, the Bertolt wall. Brecht of this podcast. I'm the Heinrich Ibsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm two Nazis. Whatever. I I'll give you 50 bucks if you can name three Bertolt Brecht pr- plays right now. Do not look it up. Bertolt Brecht plays. Okay, I will. Name them up. I will name. You're looking them right up. Fuck you. You're looking them up. Nope. Bets off. Bets off. Track. Bets off. Bets off. No, that's super easy. No, it's bets off. Easy. Oh, I'm just. Ma- I'm gonna make up super sick names. Bets off. Uh, I eat shit, shit eater, <laughs> and uh, I fuck horses. It's super easy because my butthole's real big. Yep. And uh, this time the horse, uh, this time the horse fucked me. Um. All right. So she, yeah, she gets into wrestling. And basically, just as a valet. And here's the well, funny part: but again, is, let's talk about how she gets in as a valet. Who is the like the first big wrestler that she's the valet for? It was like they were like, "Oh, this Tony." Oh Atlas. yeah, who wants to show me their feet? I'm fucking <laughs> crazy. Like Tony Atlas is a fascinating wrestler, and that it's like he he started off unbalanced, and then his career as a wrestler just led him to be like. Oh, you're going to hold Bruiser Brody's hand while he dies. You're going to be a black uh, tag team champion in New York in the 70s, and everyone is going to say racial stuff underneath their breath. You're going to be far too big and push far too fast quickly, and then no one's really going to ever use you again, but you're really entertaining backstage, so they'll keep bringing you in for stuff. Well, that's the crazy thing about it, right, is that, like, well, the other thing about uh, that I want to mention is, frankly, uh, he, his stories, some of his stories about his foot obsession, like going to the gym and just telling a woman she has really nice feet and she should take her shoes off, are one of the scariest things I've heard in my life. Teddy Long, once again, one of the best. Uh, just a woman being like, oh, I guess a, a part of my body has been sexualized that I'm not comfortable with, and I'm in public. Okay, this guy. <laughs> this, um, uh, how does he know my address, and uh, how do I get all the fuck out of here? Teddy Long was in a grocery store with Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas walked up to an old woman with a walker who um, was wearing flat shoes, and he said, I want you to walk on my face. And she was like, pardon me? And then Teddy's like, well, we got to get out of here. They will fucking kill us. fuck are you doing? He doesn't care, buddy. Yeah, he's Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas is the only man I've seen that clearly has more than one sleeveless yet formal shirt. (laughs) Jonathan Gold does sound like the the agent... The agentiest agent oh, in yeah. the world. Oh, absolutely. He's the kind. He call, hey, Dylan, you ever been to Poughkeepsie? Well, you're still not going to go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he calls you to tell you about gigs you didn't get. Yeah. 
Yo, you should have been. Huh, they didn't like you for that one. Oh, you, you should have been Nigel. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's 1995. She makes her debut. She meets her future fiance, Simon Diamond, in a variety of independent promotions. She also meets Buddy Landell and Devin Storm. De- Buddy Landell is literally just a man who's like, I like Ric Flair, so I'm going to be Ric Flair. And everyone was like, please stop. And he was like, no. And then Smoky Mountain res- well, Wrestling happened. He happened to be a hometown guy of one of their territories, and he became one of their champions. Um, Devin Storm sounds like a porn star. Turns out not. Uh, both trained her. She spent f- uh, four years working around the Northeastern Independent Wrestling Circuit, and um, particularly in get this Maryland Championship Wrestling and Mid Eastern Wrestling Federation, which is one of the yeah, w- she, worst fucking names for a wrestling company ever. She basically tried to. She was uh, she was booting around like the small small indies in the early nineties before the indies were really branded as a thing. Or were hip and cool? Yeah, well, because and, they, uh, but they weren't hip and cool. Like literally, the indies then were like the only cool one was ECW, and ECW, as it turned out, was getting a shitload of money from the Fed, as opposed to indies then, which were like. You know backyard wrestling? Imagine if we found a building that was creepier than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and plus she was she's trained by Devin Storm, who's really it sounds weird, but Devin Storm comes along, I'm gonna say five years, five, maybe five, six years too early, because judging by all the stuff I've just read where Devin Storm's name pops up, he would have had like crazy, crazy internet buzz if the internet was like really in full force in the nineties. Yo. Um, and Buddy Landell, who I'm assuming Devin Storm was like, here's how you run the ropes. This is a hair snapmare that's really popular in women's wrestling. And uh, Body Slam, I don't know, maybe your finisher can be a bulldog. And Buddy Landell was like, here's how you start a car with just a coat hanger and your own piss. You know, because <laughs> this guy... This guy was like, by all accounts, like a natural, like really, really great wrestler. But then he was like... They were like, what character do you have? And he's like, I like Rick. And they're like, you can't be Rick. And he's like, but what if I can be? Well, didn't That's it. He, yeah, he was literally like, mm-hmm. oh. But it's like un, unprecedented in any federation to have a guy just have your buddies, like your main... Like they didn't have like no no and when bulk bulk bogan as the like inner in the intercontinental like they had the ultimate warrior was kind of the same no but thing, it would but it like was also like imagine kind of, but different but like no it'd be like if Rick Martel for no reason was also Hulk Hogan exactly that was the exact and thing, they called right? him the immortal Rick Martel and they were kind of like um he's not the same though but he is shut up yeah but he was like yeah Buddy Landell apparently like absolutely a fantastic wrestler but just like. A drunk and a fuck up. Yeah. Whatever. I could get in the ring for a Broadway or I could show this woman how to light a cigarette without a match. (laughs) Well, he's just one of those wrestlers, man. Like, like look at Don Marie. She's had a whole life beforehand. She had a career in real estate. She was a dancer. Dancer. Um, I'm sure she was. Started. Well, Buddy Landell started in the wrestling business at 16. Oh, no. He had no chance. Yes. I had no chance. he He was a Jamie Dundee, just like. Fuck this adult, child. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Look, here, she's, she's she's been through some stuff. She's ready. <laughs> so, apparently Bubba, uh, Bubba Ray. Oh, in, of uh, course he fucking ECW. did. You mean right. fat Tommy Dreamer him. was literally sniffing around the indies. Who's fresh? Oh, her. <laughs> she had the most like oh. all the her and Francine had this great look where they actually were like 
It's actually said by Stephanie McMahon later. Not only were they uh, attractive, but they like actually had a character. Yeah. Rather than like most of the like like there's a period in Tori Wilson's career who we'll talk about later, but Tori Wilson's career was everyone was supposed to hate her because she had a small dog. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you're giving us nothing here. Well, this is but <laughs> like, she's not an. But but this know. is one of the things that really bugs me about wrestling now is that in the like in the Attitude Era. Everyone had a fucking get, not in WCW but in ECW and WWE. Every single one of them had a thing. There was a thing about them that you you could have feuds on the mid card because it's like this guy versus this guy that they would not get along. Yeah, that makes sense. So Francine was the head cheerleader. She was the fucking boss bitch. She basically was like, I go with the champion, and uh, that's what my deal. And then Don Marie debuts, and they debut her brilliantly as basically like you remember. Tammy Lynn Sitch? Well, imagine it's her, but she's here to fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and for some reason, that's all ECW fans hated. And they well, they hated her because Man, Tommy ECW really because the thing with Tammy Lynn Sitch and Chris Gandito is the sort of thing that um, was that they came back to they were sort of the first ones like we come back to ECW. ECW is actually our home. The WWE sucks, and then to have Tommy Lynn. Uh, bitch where it's basically like oh actually turns out they fucking lied she left this fucking woman is just here and she's Tammy Lynn Sitch but she's never leading and also she's a bitch because women are bitches and everyone's like 100% totally agree <laughs> well that was the thing about uh, I thought that Lance Storm and uh, Don Marie had such good chemistry, like, such good chemistry. amazing because so it's basically and- Chris Candido, Tammy Lynn Sitch um uh, leave the company, or no, are, um, are in the company. Don Marie joins in as sort of a counter to Tommy Lynn, uh, Tan- uh, to Sonny. I'm just calling her fucking Sonny. Chris and Tammy end up going to WCW, so it leaves Storm and Don Marie in ECW. Um, and then she uh, is also briefly called Don Marie Bitch for a while, which is stupid. And then they leave, and then she just manages um, Storm and Justin Criminal, or Justin Incredible, when they become the Impact players, which I loved. I loved this tag team. I thought it was a great combo. That was the high point. That was the high point of Don Marini's W was the impact managing the Impact players, and just like Landstorm and Don Marie visually is like it totally looks like the dickhead guy who's in the army. That sounds weird, but like a dick who's in the army, or like a. A fucking asshole cop or security guard just because of his dumb haircut and then his girlfriend who has no idea what's going on who's <laughs> clearly just with him because of some weird thing like they're like the you know what they are they're like bad guys in uh they're like bad guys in a teen movie it's the exact same thing it's like they're the, they're the people who you would who would spill something on someone in like a, in an American Pie sequel. And be like, what the fuck are you doing, needle dick? Yeah, that's. A- I was just trying to get to the bathroom. I heard you. You come fast. But that, yeah, that and that I heard that too. The, and Great. the thing is, is in the nineties, that was very much part of the lexicon. Also, Landstorm in like his yeah. his attitude, the way he wrestles, the way he like their their pose at the end was him fucking like like showing muscles. Just incredible, basically doing the suck it on his shoulders, and then he would just grab Donnery and lay her down in front of them, like just like shows that he had <laughs> yeah. kind of no idea what to do with a woman, but monkey fucker, and then go back to eating protein. <laughs> well, that's, that's a fair point. John, I that 
You know what? I can't argue what with that whatsoever. Don Marie, by the way, very much drank the Kool-Aid of ECW. We came um, very much a part of the tapestry of it. Has been on record of like she would never have left. She was a color commentator for some ECW pay-per-views and for ECW on TNN. Uh, she was a uh, part of the massacre on 34th Street angle where she, after Landstorm left WCW because Paul Heyman didn't pay his checks because Landstorm put in his contract, if you fail to pay me three times, I'm suddenly allowed to leave. And by the way, with yeah. contract, I mean, he said that to Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman was like, yeah. And then that's what happened. <laughs> and he fucking left. Well, that's the best thing about Landstorm is that like, no one will ever dispute anything with Landstorm because he so plainly states things and he's such a, like, normal man. It's so weird that he got into wrestling that. You ever heard the thing where it's like, before he was full-time as a pro wrestler, he would say he wrestled professionally to people? They would say... He would say, like, what do you do? And then he'd be like, oh, I wrestle professionally. So is it... Isn't that just weird? So is it doesn't... So he's not lying. He's just a gen, He's just a weird gentleman. Like, he's just like, I uh, I do things normal. Yeah, no. And that's the reason... That's the reason... It sounds weird, but that's why I think now with, like, every wrestler having a podcast and whatever, it's kind of, like, too much for me, yeah. at least. Because now with, like, uh, the, the fact that I know Lance Storm, like, I feel like I know the guy who knew his podcast so much, I'm like... You're not like that. You're not a heel. You're just a boring, like, you're not the gym teacher that's a dick. You're just the gym teacher that's trying to help, but he's exasperated because everyone just wants to talk about boobies. Yeah, that's the thing is, and then I actually kind of like that, quite frankly, because it's just like, yeah, he reminds me of Mr. Bifolchu, my gym teacher that's been discussed on this podcast before. Like, he's just like, I'm not a dick. I just like fitness, and you're getting in the way of your own fitness. <laughs> you get in the way of your own feet, god damn it. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Um, are we here to do push-ups or are we here to be rude gentlemen? <laughs> but like, uh, that's why Don Marie was such a necessary part of the Landstorm package because I'm thinking ECW. Like, did Landstorm do some good stuff in WCW? Of course he did. Oh yeah. I think it was better than his ECW run. It was the best. It was but in the see, best thing of the last two years of WCW. May I be serious for a moment? Come on, fantastic. But. By, by saying that, how much better would that would have been with Don Marie? One there? million like, percent. She was just like such. One a, million percent better because yeah, like so while she's saying that, she's just accidentally taking off her clothes. Like the thing with Don Marie is her look works where she is like the J Jim Ross, like that Jezebel harlot. But what Stephanie McMahon never got because Stephanie McMahon just naturally looks a little bit. She just she doesn't have that fucking devil in her. That Don Marie, you look in her eyes and you're like, oh, this girl. She's done it double anal, double vaginal, and it was none of those men's ideas. Like, she just, not to say that that's who she is as a person. I'm just saying that the way she presented herself, it was like, that's not. whore, 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 that chooses to be. Oh, and that was, yeah, a very late 90s thing where it's like, why is she bad? She likes sex. Yeah. Enough sex. But it's one, but it was, oh, it's very much, so, oh my God, the amount of times when you watch the. She has sex with that annoying guy. Ooh, I hate that. We, we're going to take a break and then just cover the Al Wilson saga. But the amount of times that the crowd is just chanting, slut, 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 at this poor woman. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, that's the thing. She wasn't never, I mean, she danced in Bikini Bar for eight years. Yeah, she did. Hung she out with Johnny Gold. She said this on the radio, but but she, but she said this. She's like, yeah, that's kind of like, I've, I was never bothered by that. Because like now it's like you're playing a character. There's a barricade. She's in a Bikini Bar. She's on stage. Yeah, in, in the New Jersey. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, 
Exactly. <laughs> she danced for eight years in a bikini bar in New Jersey. The woman can handle... She can diffuse the situation or uh, probably hurt someone yeah. really bad. I've had to have them turn up, pour some sugar on me because a rough blowjob was occurring in the front row near the ice chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, just to finish up her ECW career, she did uh, he, uh, start managing uh, Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger, who had, I'm gonna say it, they had a great. Uh, do you remember their tag team finisher? It was great. It was just, uh, it was like a heart attack, but it was a DDT. Uh, so one guy would have spinebuster position and then a DDT, and. Uh, I mean, it was Diamond and Swinger, and you could tell ECW was... But she uh, man, basically she managed her husband. But it was this weird thing where it's like... You could really tell that it's like... It's one of those weird ones where the... It's almost like Sonny did with like of some of those things where the manager is so much more charismatic and talented than the person she was managing. As, yeah, really especially like, Simon Diamond and fucking Johnny Swinger. By the way, Johnny Swinger. Yeah, it, what a great name for a guy who looks like because he looks like like Johnny Swinger is what Joey Ryan should look like. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Swinger was great because I remember there was some people in ECW who were like, oh, finally that guy, like, oh, that guy was cool on WCW Saturday Night. Finally, they're giving him a shot. Johnny Swinger was like, oh, no, I don't think... I think they're in trouble. Like, that was the line for yeah. me. Where it was like, all this guy does is be the boring guy who loses to Ice Train. Yeah. I don't need to see oh, this. Oh, no, that guy who actually installed my drywall is also on my television set. <laughs> all right, so after this, we'll uh, talk about uh, her becoming Vince McMahon's legal assistant. And then I'm assuming six and a half hours on the feud with Oh, Torvalds. my God. Because we should we should probably have a new uh, we should probably have new segments where we just talk about the greatest feuds in the history. Of it's this one, professional well, wrestling, the, and it's the greatest. One. Well, the greatest it's ending to a feud one. is this, which is Don Marie actually gets pregnant in real life, and the Fed fires her because that's bad. Oh man! And then there is a we call that there's an epilogue to Don Marie in pro wrestling that is perfect. What's the epilogue? All right, so we'll, I'll get to that after the break. Oh, it's time for a break to have a break. Break. Everyone's breaking. We're broken. Yeah. Not like Matt Hardy, because nice. we're not paying impact any money. Yay. Go to patreon.com. Wrestler review. There's a backslash in there and give us some fucking cash, you fucking shits, so you can decide what wrestler we review next or to pay us enough money to get a Barry Darso tattoo. Only one of us will do that because the other one already has given his body for stupid ideas. Now enjoy the rest of the episode, and if you don't, shut up, you're fat. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please give us so much money. Don't fucking correct my commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for, two, for what can only be described as the creepiest thing ever. Do you want to do this on, I'll say this on the podcast right now. If not, I'll just delete this if you don't want to do Yo. it. But I think another Patreon thing we will be doing soon is the greatest feuds of all time. Absolutely. Meaning this one. That's it. Uh... Booker T versus Triple H, where racism wins. Yeah, the great, uh, what um, it, it's greatest feuds of all time, asterisks, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin having a <laughs> racist caricature of a mother. Yeah. Um, I don't know, probably a bunch of other ones. Just send in your suggestions, and uh, we'll do one of them. 
One a month. Why not? Yeah, let's never forget. Um, Tori Wilson, who is Hugh Don Marie feuds with in this, what I can only describe as horrific time, is uh, got into wrestling because she went to a show with her boyfriend. Kevin Nash saw her and went, let's get her in the fucking ring. That's amazing. Yeah. So she's got like a Pam Anderson. It's so funny, though, man, because... Don Marie talks about how she was shy. There's an interview where they talk about how. Wow. Oh, how did how did you guys? Or sorry, Tori Wilson says she's shy, and it's like, oh, how did you reconcile that with whatever? And then Don and then Don Marie's like, well, I was never shy. I danced in a bikini bar in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> frankly, I thought it was actually too feminine. I'm here to fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dirty. So she gets into WWE in 2002. Yep, she's brought in as Don Marie Rinaldi because she's going to be Vince McMahon's legal assistant. This is what Vince McMahon thinks of lawyers. They're whores that I fuck. <laughs> well, this is during the time where it's like Vince. And if you look at the storyline, it does make sense that Vince McMahon has beaten WCW and ECW. So now he's drunk with power and storyline. And all he's doing is kissing young women and making everyone who watches television very uncomfortable. Is, I don't think that... Well, this is all attempting to get back to the Attitude Era time. So that instead yeah. of like freshen up the product, they just do it way worse. And I just don't understand like... Like in a movie, if you have an old guy with, uh, let's say, like a super young girl and... You're clearly portraying the old guy as like, uh, the only reason he has her is because of money and he's a piece of shit and all that. You don't need <laughs> the amount of like creepy fucking makeouts he has with these fucking women. It's fucking disgusting. It, like his wife is how still is, very much working. How are you? Very much yeah. like they have to walk by his wife on the way to the set, quote on where they are. Weinsteined by this man, full Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and by and, that uh, I mean, do this or you lose your job because this is your job. Oh man! But she makes her debut as as a legal assistant. Um, he's she's she's trying to get in his pants. Honestly, trying to get in his pants, and Stace being a, a mole for Raw. Because uh, that time you got the brand oh, split yeah. with oh, Raw and SmackDown. Oh, so uncomfortable. Like, it's so fucking crazy. Like, this is a time, this is one of the many black holes I have in wrestling where you go, like, you. I remember dipping in and being like, what's going on? What the fuck? Well, this doesn't start it, but it certainly is an example of, like, keep in mind this is going on 15 years where Stephanie McMahon is basically playing Vince McMahon, the lady. And completely dresses down, verbally dresses down everybody on television, and they have no response at all. Like, no one ever gets one up on Stephanie, ever. The only person to, like, get one up on Stephanie really ever is if is Triple H. No, no, it's, Roman it's Triple H. It's Triple H. Because uh, Triple H was like, oh, this nice woman, I'll fuck her and have a job security for life. That's who got a one up over Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, but, like... In storyline, it's like it's only it's pretty much three people, and then Vicky Guerrero on her way out. That's yeah. It. It's Roman Reigns, John Cena, Triple H. That's it. The only people who get one over on her. Otherwise, it's just Stephanie doing a five minute speech on how you're a piece of shit and you're nothing. And then the character goes, "You know what? You actually had a very good point. I am absolute dog shit. I will go be the worst now." Yeah. Oh. 
And then you try and and then man or woman, you try and put a title on them, and they don't believe it, and and they go, oh well, the crowd doesn't buy you. It's like yeah, because someone made fun of me for five minutes, and I just stood there and took it. I watched like it's just so weird how long form it is because like I even watched like a. When The Rock and CM Punk were having that feud, and The Rock does like five minutes of nursery rhymes about how CM Punk looks like a dishwasher. And the whole time I'm watching it and being like, any regular person would have just fought this dude by now. Yeah, that's the thing with wrestling. Just stand there and be like, hey, you're bad. Overextended is that they're trying to do all the things that work, but it's like you have to switch it up. So what would have made that better is The Rock in the middle of like Hickory Dickory Dock, CM Punk just fucking beans him with a chair. Grabs the mic and go, I'm the best in the world because I don't waste time fucking talking, Dwayne. Now you've got yourself a yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ, he just did that to the star of Jumanji 2. <laughs> do you think that they were going to have Robin Williams do it, but then he died? And you're like, well, who's like Robin Williams? The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart. Who's who's the exact same but slightly different as Robin Williams? Oh, Kevin Hart. Oh, it's probably Kevin Hart or The Rock. and then Or a third option, nobody else. Yeah. Oh, let uh, me say this also quickly about um, Kevin Hart. When you saw that Dave Chappelle special where he was like, I don't want to become Kevin Hart, uh, all I could think is Kevin Hart is going to be legitimately pissed off and is from Philadelphia and will beat the shit out of you, Ohio man raised by academics. I don't know. Here's the thing I saw was uh, – here's the thing I saw was I saw Dave Chappelle when, uh, when I was in London, beautiful London, England, and uh, – he is so the reason not the reason but what part of the reason the man i'm sure locks up his phones is most of it is he wants to try new stuff and being that like you saw his final product it's even (laughs) more i guess offside than that is the best way to put it like it can be even more transphobic than what he of course on the special um but the other part is so basically, he did 20 minutes of great stand-up comedy, like very, very funny shit, and then 40 minutes of two things, reading the paper, and then trying to get a girl to sit up front so he could buy her a drink, and then I'm assuming, bang, bang, bang. Nice. And uh, at one point in the show, keep in mind, he does mention repeatedly he has a wife, Kevin or Dave Chappelle goes to the DJ, and he says, smell my fingers, that's French pussy. I, I gotta tell you, that's so, pretty disgusting. So, <laughs> he, he's che- he's he's cheating a YOLO amount. I hope they have. Uh, I hope I hope they have something worked out. So weird. We're in. A, but yeah. we're at a place in society now where it's when we hear about people. I hope they have an agreement. <laughs> hey man, it happens. Yeah, maybe. To, I hope they have an agreement. Maybe to you. I I'm a loyal dog. I stay in my pen because I'm too busy fucking dog. Damn it. <laughs> Here's the first rule of a uh, relationship. Dogs don't count as cheating. Boom. Oh. I fuck dogs. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is um, I looked at these side by side. And during the Candidos, uh, during the Impact Players versus Candido and Rhino feud, Yo. that was basically the the uh, the reason, the way to get Don Marie and Sonny in the same ring. Uh Don Marie and Sonny having a cat fight uh, legitimately gets a bigger pop than Sandman returning. 
Of and, course. Uh, <laughs> of course it does. I looked at it side by side and it was like everyone's it was like it was got it, it, audience reaction wise it was like they all got exactly what they wanted on Christmas day when they were Yeah, seven. they <laughs> like not If they had been quick enough stuff. they would have all started chanting they might kiss. They might kiss. They might kiss. <laughs> oh man, we'll get into the It makes the ECW crowd look like the fucking the classiest people in the world what we're about to review. But so they kind of, like I said, Stephanie, she, uh, Don Marie gets fired as legal assistant by Stephanie McMahon as a result of Stacey Kalupaloop being a mole for Raw. They had Rob Van Dam's contract. He was gonna, sh- She was going to shred the contract because it had an immediate rematch clause for the Intercontinental title that Stephanie McMahon did not want Rob Van Dam to have. Blah, blah, blah. Don Marie plays this role extremely well. She goes, she she's just really ready immediately. Like, she's only been in wrestling at this point for seven years, but she's just like... Who she is, she has a, such a good awareness of her character, and it does change a bit because. Well, it's also the thing like with it, it is also it's similar to Jim Cornette in that it's the gimmick matches the person perfectly. Where it's like turn, she's a bikini model from New Jersey, so she's in the Fed, and it's like she's here to use them tits to get what she needs. In the way that Jim Cornette is like, he's the son of a rich mother, so we spoiled rotten, and he's an ass. And it's like, well, that's actually true. Let's just turn it up ever so slightly, and away we go. Yeah, exactly, and. Do- and, like, something that's said about her actually by Stephanie McMahon, which is very, very good, is during this period, it's like you get these heel female, val- you get the heel valets, and then they're all super attractive, so the audience cheers them anyway. And she's one of the only heel valets who stays a heel. Yo. Great point. Like, she doesn't ever turn face. You could never turn Don Marie face. I would turn I turn it's her to face my dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 420! Yo. 420! 420! So, um, starting the feud uh, on SmackDown, Don Marie. Uh, also, side note, she's taught to wrestle at this time. So, she didn't want to wrestle. Uh, basically, they were like, well, in the WWF women wrestle, and... Don Marie basically makes the point of like, why? <laughs> why do I have to learn how to wrestle? That's I'm just gonna do a worse job at this. Essentially, let me just be an actress. Yeah. Who comes out and does promos. And yeah, totally. Cause like she's utilized perfectly. Actually, she's I think oddly, she proves in a really weird way. This is over the course of nine month feud they basically have, is that she can carry a segment. She very much can carry a segment. But um they with her speaking, sorry, but she basically makes the point of like I don't never wanted to wrestle because I saw what it did to people's bodies. Like she apparently she still gets concussion headaches from like wrestling this little amount because she's taught to wrestle in such a so- short amount of time and just takes all these fucking DDTs and shit from people. Usually is always going out. Like usually is just losing. So just don't have her wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you? Why? Why is it necessary that the secretary wrestles? Uh, cause shut the fuck up, that's why. Or just, like, do mixed tag matches, like, have her- They never really put her with somebody, and just let her basically be the personality for someone's good work. You no, know? they just are like, no, here we go. Yeah. She's, you know, that's why- That's why her, the, the pairing of her with Landstorm is amazing, is because Landstorm- I mean, Vince McMahon famously thought Landstorm was just super boring. It's like, yeah. 
bring him in with Don Marie and watch people start liking because he just did the whole thing of like oh I'm not gonna let you watch her change and everyone was like let us watch her change <laughs> that's what made him a heel <laughs> no I want to see your change yeah no but I don't know <laughs> I'm like what I'm surprised is, is that Vince McMahon hasn't pitched just he just hasn't put the movie Porky's on and just pointed and said we're doing that. Yeah, I I wonder if Vince McMahon has seen Porky's because that's his entire. Sense oh of my god! If apparently. literally we'll know when he has because suddenly there will be so many just like he's fuck to glory hall and then someone grabs his dick. <laughs> but Don Marie, I mean, athleticism wise and everything, maybe. Maybe the worst wrestler I've ever seen in my of life. Of course. What about this poor woman? Uh, look, makes you think. Oh yeah, she's she'll be able to do this professionally. So basically, uh, to summarize the angle, uh, Don Marie wants to get dirty with Al Wilson, or sorry, with Tori Wilson, but she does not want to. Uh, she is not attracted to Don. So Don, as revenge, essentially just starts banging her dad. The best. And by, by the way, everybody, <laughs> let's take a pause. Not an actor. Her actual father, nope. Al Will. So apparently, Paul Heyman came up with this. Oh, no. This is a Paul Heyman joint. So everyone who says Paul Heyman's a genius, like, he also came up with this angle. And then Paul was like, apparently was like, um, well, there's two ways we can do this. We can either get an actor or we can get your real dad. And then Tori Wilson was like, yeah, I'll get your, I'll get my dad. So I got her dad just thinking, like, I don't know what this lady's thinking of, like, I mean, it is nice to spend more time with your uh, father, especially as they get older. Um, yeah, but not in the family. way that she spends time with this, like, this poor man gets, yeah, they almost, a bunch. Also, either they put something in his trousers or he is yum, 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 yum. Really? Dressed to impress, my friend. Big donger? He, well, look at the silhouette. Ooh, we'll yeah. get to the wedding's way. Packing. Heat. <laughs> so basically, um, Don Marie. Now she says Al is over is away overseas, and basically she says, "If you bang me, I won't marry you." The dad. best, the fucking best. <laughs> Porns. Apparently, they have this plot line. Well, apparent. Uh, well, because that's the funny is like they did one tape of it stephanie mcmahon was producing the segment they said oh this is too gross like apparently don marie and tori wilson had to just be so they just got super hammered and did this because they were like i can't believe we're doing this so they did the tape they looked at the tape and stephanie mcmahon was like this is this is pornography i can't do this they went and taped another thing and then they were like okay that's better they showed it to upn upn said absolutely not yeah, of course of course <laughs> no <laughs> no people are just gonna be ch channel flipping and think they're just watching porno at like eight on a thursday like it's because that's the other thing this is smackdown it's not raw it's not starting at nine it, like at that time starting at nine going till 11 we could show this maybe 10 30 and then it's like okay well Yes, it's on a network television, but also it's like you're you have your kids up at ten thirty. I guess that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, like I think like only in wrestling will they. You've just had dinner. You're sitting down. Maybe you watch a Seinfeld rerun. Nope. No. <laughs> two girls making out. No. No, ladies and gentlemen. One victimizing the strap other. Strap in for Blunui, which is a the softcore porn show that was shown in the Ottawa area when I was a teenager. That's the funny part. Most people listen to this, John, uh, John I, I don't know if you're aware, are American or from the United Kingdom, so 
our constant Canada talk really is a uh, lot. So they don't know about. I just looked at that. The they other don't day. know about Baby Blue on City TV. John, explain Baby Blue on City ba- TV. It's essentially the first part of the Tory Wilson Don Marie in a hotel room thing. Plus, there's a detective for some reason. Every softcore pornography had a detective subplot. Uh, this is what I. If you Wikipedia Baby Blue movies, it was a Canadian television series which aired on City TV from the 1970s that was then relaunched in the 1990s. It was launched as a publicity stunt by City TV, which was little known. Uh, little known then. Uh, the series aired softcore porn in late night weekend slots. Weeknight, like uh, more like late night weekend sluts. Yo, <laughs> what? Can you edit that Wikipedia article? Did you just put uh, the show aired YOLO, <laughs> no softcore YOLO, and then pure YOLO. Oh my! So, oh my God! That you if you Google Baby Blue, um, you just the first thing that comes up is a list of all the movies it showed. That's great. Oh fuck you! Okay, it was written by a guy named Nick. Oh, it was written by a lady named Nicole. Wow, that's shocking. <laughs> so do they do that weird? Uh, they of course do that super super weird um, hotel room thing. Don Marie keeps saying that Tori Wilson's a sexual predator, even though she is clearly a sexual predator in storyline. Um, Al Wilson. Then this is the best when they show the hotel. I'll show this. I'll show this just because it's amazing how scummy the crowd is here. Uh, the Al Wilson goes <laughs> wants to stop the tape because it's his daughter and his wife making out, and everyone boos him, like he literally said, uh, "I I don't know something that would get booed this much." Water now costs money is how they boo this. They man. boo it like he literally walked out when here's what we all know: Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> no, not even that. A wrestling crowd, some of them will be like, I mean, I'm supposed to boo this, but he's on to yeah. something. I don't see anything wrong with his <laughs> accurate statement. <laughs> so they boo him and just start, start screaming, show us more. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Show But like, not as not as a chant. Like, some of them start chanting it, but some there's some dudes just screaming it like, show us more. <laughs> I show love us. Wrestling. They of course, of course, they go on their honeymoon and they're gonna show the honeymoon footage. And this is where Don Marie No 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 back it the fuck it up. You we need to talk about okay, we, no, okay. we need to talk about their wedding ceremony. What, okay, oh yeah. What yeah, did yeah. Don Marie say that she would do in their wedding ceremony? I get married know. naked. Yes, I love wrestling. That's so funny. So they get to the thing, they hire what clearly looks like Vince McMahon. Like it looks like one of Vince McMahon's brother's sons, like this very stuttery confused preacher man who did not read what he was meant to do don marie stops the writing and it's clearly like oh they're gonna like fuck it up and she's like i'm supposed to get married naked and then she gets down to her lingerie starts undoing her lingerie like she's in young nurses young nurses in lust um yolo then uh she's like oh no wait stephanie man said i can't get any more dressed like this massive boo and then she's like, Al, you get naked too. Al Na- Wilson, with earring, strips completely naked down to his underwear. Don Marie almost takes off his boxer shorts. Like, you see the lip of the top of his ass. And then they get married. <laughs> they start hardcore making out and walk to the back. It is it is so long, so uncomfortable, and the crowd is yeah. so fucking into it. By the way, when she says, oh, get married naked, they start chanting, slut, 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 slut. <laughs> they also start, well, at a thing. certain point, start chanting, Tory, 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 but also slut, slut, slut. So, so I can't tell if they're chanting for Tory or they're like, 
This woman's not a slut. She's good. Tori's a slut. Uh the other thing to mention is, if you have never seen any of these segments, if any of you guys are younger wrestling fans, you haven't seen these segments, they are all 10 minutes long. 10 to 15 minutes yeah. long. They are a Roman Reigns promo shit. length. Anytime they're like, why is WWE? Because they've been hemorrhaging viewers since this time. They've literally been hemorrhaging viewers for, since 2002. It's not Roman Reigns' fault. <laughs> it's nobody's fault. They've literally trained the audience that we're gonna just waste 10 minutes of your life from time to time. I wanted to mention this before the hotel, backtracking to the hotel footage, uh, I just had a note that's really good, uh, is that both Cole and Taz, both the babyface and the heel announcer, actually they're both babyface at this point, so both babyface announcers are screaming show us the tape, and then start screaming at Al Wilson when he stops. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they and they also make a lot of like. So literally, the whole crowd is like, "Show us, show us," and they're like, "Yeah, let us see what happens." Oh my god, they do. <laughs> but they, even disgusting. during the like during the wedding, they're basically like, "Al Wilson's an old fuck, but man, is he lucky? He gets to do what he wants to that." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and then we get to. Basically, honeymoon footage. Uh, she bangs him to death. She fucks him to death. And okay, let me explain. They get to the okay, funeral. Okay, let me explain. So I was my girlfriend uh, runs a uh, comedy festival in Montreal. She was having an admin yep. meeting yesterday. I had to do research for this Perfect. episode. So I had to watch the marriage ceremony as over my shoulder like three professional women who run a comedy festival are occasionally looking at me shaking my head and going mother of fucking god at this and they're like okay what are you doing of your podcast and i explained oh we're doing a thing about this woman don marie she fucks a man to death and they were like wait they killed someone in wrestling and i was like not for real they just pretended and they're like what what did that have to do with the match i was like i don't actually think it led into any matches i think they just killed an actual man oh no it did no it, of course it led, it led into the stepdaughter versus stepmother, stepmother match yeah because yeah. she killed a man this, of course, sent um, this whole angle sent waves through the wrestling journalistic community. Various um, kayfabe uh, sheets actually broke kayfabe and said, "Like this is the worst thing wrestling's ever done." How fucking dare they? It's very good stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. Don, Mar but Don Murray does a great job. Oh yeah, she looks fucking great, and it makes total sense. It's fucking fantastic. I mean, it's I don't know, man. It should have been ten minutes long. No, that's the problem with this. It should three minutes you get what you need you're oh it should have been yeah a quick is, sketch just, just a wee -oop. but there's so much like if you watch it there's so much silence and then playing with silence like literally that's the problem with all these angles is like even the triple h katie vick thing who cares make it a minute though make it one minute and then it's fine and it's, like all oh, that was gross but it was a minute who gives a shit right but they do the funeral don marie looks at al wilson's corpse and says oh you're not looking too good Tori shows up, and then they immediately have a fight during the funeral. Do you know the alternate ending that they wanted to do? No. They fuck over the casket. All right. So Don oh, no. would have banged him to death, obviously. Great. Al would have been in the casket. Tori's standing over the casket crying, saying, I'm sorry, Dad. I should have accepted you being in love with Don Marie. I love all of that. I'm sorry. Love it all. I wish I could have one more minute. Al would then sit up and say, you're a terrible daughter. And cut this heel promo on his daughter. He <laughs> walked out of the funeral home and then got hit by a bus and died. Vince McMahon thought this was the greatest idea <laughs> in the world. I'm going to say it right now. It is. That would have been so good. Oh, my God. Like, but then that's the end of... I understand why they didn't do that, oddly, because then it's like, why have the match? 
But man, <laughs> he fakes his own death just to tell his daughter she's a bitch. <laughs> and then gets hit by a bus. I love wrestling so much. That would have been the greatest thing that's ever happened. I think it's so fucking good. I wish they that would actually have made the whole thing so much better. Oh, it would have been so, like it literally would have been on like they would have had to shut the WWE down. They were like we can't we can't do anything else. Oh yeah. But after this, understandably, they basically put nine months into this premiere angle, but everyone hated it so much that uh, they're kind of done with Don Marie. She's wrestling now, like wrestling a lot starting in 2004. Yeah, because they're probably just trying to murder oh, her. Say- they're like, well, we've almost gotten Chris Benoit to the level where he'll wipe out that complaining wife of his. So let's see if we can work on Don Marie. <coughs> um. She does a bunch of mixed tags. She's still basically wrestling. Uh, she's wrestling Tori a bunch. She's always losing. Of course. And she doesn't. But she doesn't really like. She doesn't really ever. Um, they never really give her anything outside of this thing. They kind of notice that she looks like a, a whore, an evil lady. But she's okay. Cool. <laughs> she looks. She looks like evil, but she's attractive. So they. I just don't think they. It sounds weird, but like have her be a manager, man. She was good at that. Well, but it's again, but it's one of the things with the Fed. They don't want managers. They don't have managers. Yeah, and it's yeah, so yeah, stupid. It's so weird. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, like how hard would it have been to stick her with somebody? What is it? Two thousand four would have been so easy. Stick her with Mister Kennedy. I don't know. Yeah, so weird. Anyway, uh, her last appearance for the company was a uh, one night stand managing Lance Storm, which is great. I mean, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Um. And, of course, she gets fired on July 6, 2005, while on maternity leave. <laughs> she was pregnant. <laughs> I out of, uh, love wrestling. <laughs> but it, it did lead to a sizable settlement in her favor. Of course it did. Her, Are you fucked? So that's good. Um, I understand what they're saying. Cause it's like, oh, of course you do. Of course you do, weird, you terrible like, man. But it's like... By the word of the law, they're independent contractors. Do you owe independent contractor maternity leave? And the other thing is, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Uh, uh, do you owe them maternity leave? And like, they're kind of done with her anyway. Like, they're just using her in mixed tags, and she's always jobbing. So why not? In that case, why not? Uh, just be like, all right. Well, once you finish up your maternity leave, we're like basically terminating your contract anyway i see your point but the thing with it is that you can't like companies have done i don't agree with this but companies do this all the time which is they fire people for the reason that isn't the actual reason but they never did that with her uh, they were literally like you're out because you're fat uh she basically 2005 she does a hardcore homecoming show uh she's bouncing around uh to other promotions for a bit um she of course of course um does uh makes in 2008 she starts a charity hello i didn't stop it hello Hello, i didn't stop it that's fine i didn't stop it so i'm still this is all still recording the uh recording all right sick all right uh okay so i'm gonna go right into this part now one two three here we go did you read anything about the wrestler wrestlers rescue no (laughs) no i did not so don marie started a charity called the wrestlers rescue basically it's like acting like health care for a bunch of that's great um yeah except i knew there would be an except for i knew there would be (laughs) uh like here's a nice thing she did oh by the way she just did it to get their insurance ah crap 
it was a for-profit charity and everyone assumed it wasn't a for-profit charity i didn't even think you could have a for-profit charity but it's so layered like you oh you can totally there's so many charities if you anybody out there we all know you guys are uh a bunch of guys donate to the patreon so we know you're lovely lovely people not not ashamed to give a bit of money to some people if you guys i mean everyone i think knows this but if you're if you're donating to a charity look at the administrative fee because then that's how much of that money they keep like if it's you know if you give them a dollar they keep 30 cents yeah. to just so they can focus on the charity don marie didn't tell anyone that and everyone just kind of assumed it was just like someone being super nice and uh no <laughs> like the blue meanie came out against this like a bunch of people jerry lynn said he never got money like they had a fundraiser for him and they never got money but then apparently he hooked her she hooked him up with the cauliflower alley club who then gave him two grand so he's like that's no worries uh they sent kamala a check for 500 bucks but it's like this is where it gets weird because kamala then accuses them of basically being a scam and they prove they're like we sent this check to kamala but he canceled it because it was 500 bucks it wasn't enough so it's like how much of that money were they keeping it's really murky but it gets fucked up super quickly oh for sure and they basically stop being a charity like three years in because everyone's like yeah it's a fucking scam fuck you well that sounds Awful so, and also yeah. hilarious. <laughs> also so funny. Like God fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh very funny. Um and then of course there's a there's an incident with Joey Styles. I assume that he was uh, where he was Joey's- yelling cuck at an unborn baby and John Don Murray was like, <laughs> Could you maybe stop it? And he was like, Oh my god, you don't believe in God. No, apparently apparently so Joey Styles in Evolve, Gabe Spolsky said, don't make any political jokes, and Joey Styles made a Trump joke or something, and then immediately uh, fired Joey Styles. and this is like the last thing Don Marie had to do with wrestling was last year, she issued a giant statement calling <laughs> everyone a pussy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Mike Quackenbush, you're a fucking pussy, Gabe Sapolsky's a fucking pussy, Joey Styles, you're also a pussy. Everyone's a pussy. Of course. Right, everybody. Don Marie has two kids. This is how you know things have gotten weird, is whenever in Wikipedia, yeah. it's like, she married a man named Matt. And you're like, oh, no. Matt thought, oh, man. Matt thought Don anytime, had money. Anytime you marry a dude and then their child is the, also the dude's name, you married a weird guy. How many juniors are kicking around? <laughs> Here's the problem. If you're a junior, then you're either a legacy or a huge redneck. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, here's the pr- like, and I. Redneck. By the way, I'm I'm weird, which is my family has name traditions. So there are three Johns in my family, but they're not all re- really yeah, like the firstborn of every generation is named John. Ooh, that's easy. You know, my stepdad, uh, his family, the last one, you got to name the last kid Art, and they say that. It's actually more impressive than the firstborn because then it requires timing. You got to know when you stop, you know? That's fascinating. Or you just know it's going to be the last boy. Yeah, but how do you really know? You don't be a fucking bitch. Like you. <laughs> but how do you really know? You can get a girl accidentally pregnant, right? Not me. Your wife? Maybe? Not me. I know when I get someone pregnant. You couldn't. I go. Oh, you call it? Yeah, I just go, and I've grown. (laughs) (laughs) And you're me now. I own your cervix. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. All right, so, John, what's your favorite thing about Don Marie? I would say she is the last great female manager. 
Be- really? Like, best thing about her is she, she not buying. She is the she is the perfect she is the perfect heel foil. You like you hate her, but you understand why the wrestlers are with her. She adds anything to any character you put her with. She can be this ditzy evil fuck. It's fantastic, and it was never exploited properly. But that's the best thing about it. Yeah, it was never exploited uh, really well in the Fed. But yeah, I'd say. This is kind of a weird thing to bring up considering the wrestler's rescue thing, but I just wanted – this is a general question. Do you think women transition out, out of being wrestlers better than men do? Uh, I don't think anyone transitions out of wrestling well. Like, I think it's really rare when it happens. But I would actually say I think guys transition out of it better because it feels like women take longer to like drink the Kool-Aid of it all. But once they're in, they're like, I'm in it forever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because that's what reading this – reading this uh, – this one and then would we we tried the Canis Michelle episode we did every one of these episodes about like a mid 2000s uh female performer they've always transitioned out like pretty far yeah the, well the other thing know? is it's also a weird There's time because it's not like they really had superstardom they're they're known they have notoriety for one angle that's horrendous and then they're gone so it's not like they're tarred and yeah. feathered with being the fucking fabulous movie young but yeah yeah they really are that's what they do with women it's like since they don't th- at this time they don't view women as main event now they're starting to change but they don't view women as like a main event attraction during this Absolutely. time so it's like you have one angle where you legit Absolute. for nine months are on tv that's good stuff i know though. i'm pretty good at <laughs> um you're on tv for 10 minutes at a time every week and then they just fucking drop you like can you imagine doing that with like a male talent where it's like nine months they're on tv for 10 minutes each week in long segments, and then they're like, oh, well, you're done now completely. Yeah. Like, that's like the only dudes that get that treatment are like Undertaker opponents. Yeah, the only dudes that get those attacks. You squash a bunch of people, you lose the Undertaker, and then they're like, okay, cool. We'll enjoy jobbing to Spike Dudley on the Indies. Yeah, it's like, it's who Enzo Amore will be the next guy to get that treatment. I don't know. He's already been around for like two years. That's the thing. No one, they don't. That's the cra- Yeah, they don't. Something they doesn't don't work move. now. They're just like, oh, why change? Yeah, anything? they don't move. <laughs> fucking, it's fucking cra- like this is the first time in wrestling where I am like, if I worked there, I would legitimately improve the product. And if you worked there with me, we would turn it around because we'd literally just do things like, what if that guy's now a bad guy? What? All right. No, if we worked there, we would just be doing all these angles and it'd be an entire show of 2002 DB. Oh yeah, very good point. Yeah, it's just. The Undertaker's back, but he's now dating me. Why does Alexa Bliss lose, lose this match? Because she's on her period. <laughs> no. That's her gimmick now. She's got her period all the time, and she's a bitch. Uh, Dylan, what? <laughs> That's what I would pitch. What's the best thing about Don Murray? And then Vince McMahon would be like, this is the greatest thing. This is the greatest thing. Really you, you guys are Bill Shakespeare and John <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't say William because I'm not a fucking loser. Yeah, Bill, by Bill um, Shakespeare, I mean my gardener who writes me limericks. <laughs> um, uh, peep this, though, bro. So, uh, my favorite thing about Don Marie, um, what is it? I think I, I think you said it. Like, you can't really say that much about her beyond a valley. Like, she had a great look. And uh, she really added something to anyone she was with. I think she proved she can stand alone and really cut a promo very well. The thing, people don't really remember this. She didn't cut promos in ECW outside of, like, Lance Storm would do a whole promo and she'd be like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then that was it. No, she would stand like, next, Jason and her would stand next to each other and Jason, they'd be like, don't touch Jason. And then she'd be like, who wants to touch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what she would do. She would literally, 
Oh, I, boy, I mean she this. Famously, she was part of the promo package for TNN because she just goes, and now you get to see me on TNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all she would yeah. do. That's all she would do. She was a, a color commentator for a bit, but like it was just mostly her being like, what's that match? <laughs> And Joey Stahl going, oh, all women are dumb. She's like, I agree. <laughs> that was a, that was a whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, she just, she was way more. I guess you could say she's way more. Uh, she's way more competent performer than anyone really gave her credit for watching her stuff back. I mean, she was better than old Al Wilson. She was next to Al Wilson, so. Oh yeah, but Al, Al Wilson's literally a dude who sells pools. <laughs> With a big old dong. So what's the worst thing about uh, Don She Marie? defrauded people under the ocean of a charity. That is not clear, though. I'm going to say it. I will say I'm that. I'm going to say because like, I understand, but it's like, okay, be, cool. <laughs> be clear with how much money you're taking. Like, I understand, well, a lot of charities do do that and are for profit. Yeah, that's true. You're dealing with sad, broken. Like, Jerry Lynn does not need, like, Jerry Lynn need, needs help. The guy who should have been, he- like... We, we, we listen. We mentioned we're comedians, but we are comedians, and we have friends that are like, "You should be a lot bigger at bar." But life's incredibly unfair, and that's how it's turned out. Jerry Lynn is that of wrestling, which is the saddest thing because that just means that a lot of dudes with a back knee walk up and are like, "I loved it when you wrestled Living Dangerously and Rob Van Dam as a house that's mostly weed, and you live in a, I assume, a studio apartment." <laughs> Yeah, it's just them doing. It's really just them doing weird signing, signings for weirdos. Yeah, and like, and it's like, yeah, like Jerry Lynn still ha- he has to limp upstairs to get told. I promised you a hundred, but here's a twenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the worst thing about uh, Don Marie is uh, probably her wrestling. Like, she's probably is the worst. She's the least athletic and worst wrestler I've ever outside of like I haven't watched. I will say this: I haven't watched any of those matches where. TNA got the lady from Survivor to wrestle. I will co- I will couch it with that, but she did not want to be a wrestler, and it really came through in her matches. Like, there is a roll-up that earned her in a match with Nydia that was on Velocity that I watched. There is a roll-up spot that literally, that spot should have taken one second, one second, and it took 30. True. They just do... They do a roll through sun flip, sunset flip spot, like the first part of a fish out of water spot, and it takes 30 seconds. It's insane. I like it. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's that episode. Thanks very much for uh, listening, guys. Um, if you guys want to get us on Patreon, it's res- uh, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Uh, get us on Twitter at wrestler review on Twitter and Instagram. John has an album out called Art on iTunes. Um, also, if you donate to the Patreon, we do send you our entire catalog of stand-up comedy it's fucking great entire catalog that's for only five bucks yeah you dumb fucking bitch we don't value our stuff i don't value you ladies and gentlemen for dylan gott my name is john hastings saying oh no we gotta do uh let's go no no, we gotta fuck them till they're dead fuck them till they're dead (laughs) next week of course we're doing downtown bruno harvey whippleman himself a man who was around when both the mafia ran wrestling and managers existed. Yeah, a man who just a tiny boy who scared the fucking shit out of everybody. He was in the re- he's in wrestling. He, he, wait, he's in he is in the mafia, right? That's he's one of the guys who's in the mafia. Yeah, it's like he jokes about being in the mafia, and then people are interviewed about him, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, like, bud." Sid Vicious and Harvey Whippleman. Harvey Whippleman was the scariest part yeah. of that. <laughs> Sid would. Yes, yeah, Sid would stab you, but Harvey wouldn't stab you. Other people would do a better job. Well, Harvey, Wh- Harvey Whippleman was if, talking to yeah. Bill Alfonso about, like, all right, which one of us do you think looks worse when we talk? 
<laughs> if uh, if Sid and uh, Harvey, or, sorry, if Harvey Whippleman and Arn Anderson got into a fight, there would have been some stabbing. There would have been every Anderson down to CW and Oli would have been dead. Oh my God! They would have gotten. G- they would have found Gene Anderson's grave, dug it up, and thrown the bones in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been terrifying alright so for Dylan Gott I'm Dylan Gott and that's John Hastings someone's desecrated Lars Anderson's grave <laughs> thanks for listening guys <laughs> fuck them till they're dead fuck them till they're dead a few weeks ago I met another little angel Her name is Don Marie. Hey, Al, we got a Don Marie who works here. Don, will you join me in the ring, please? Well, Don, can someone please get the hook immediately? Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we may be about to witness the biggest train wreck in SmackDown history. It's always cool seeing Don Marie. I mean, it looks hot as usual. Look at that. That's not hot. Out. You know, the funny thing about this is, is that Dawn actually looks surprised, but she knows she's coming out here. Hey, Cole. What? You think uh, Mark Martin, you know Mark Martin? Yeah, the NASCAR driver. Yeah, you think him and Al Wilson got something in common? What are you talking about? Well, you know, the car that Mark Martin drives, you know, the sponsorship he's got. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I got to fire my uncle Nuccio. He's a horrible rider. Horrible rider. Hey, Nuccio, you're gone. Look at Al. Look at Dawn. Look at Dawn. Look at Al. <laughs> Dawn, since I met you, I want you to know you had made me feel very strong, sexy. Virile. What? Stop the Also, since we've been together, you made me feel like a man. (laughs) And I want you to know, a man has to do what he has to do. That's right, Al. Now get out of the (laughs) ring and take the mic, please. And... Leave Dawn there. Oh no, Cole! (laughs) Will you marry me? No! Oh my god, no! Please, no! He's on one knee! Al's got three legs and one knee! I didn't think we could get any worse than Billy and Chuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at Dawn. Look at Al. Look at Dawn. Look at Al. Look at Al. He, he's humiliated. How do you think I feel? I'm the commentator on this horrible segment. Uh, no, look at Al. Dawn hasn't answered him yet. How can you tell? Al's expression hasn't changed since 1962. Don, if you don't, I will kill myself, I swear to God. (laughs) 
Oh, don't say no. Say no. Make for great TV. <laughs> you can only do that spot once. Yes. No! Oh my God! This is a travesty, Cole! Oh my God! This is the most amazing thing ever in television! And look at Dawn! Dawn can't wait to put the ring on her finger! Look at that! Oh, what a rock! That's got a rock! What a body! I mean, what a rock! <laughs> oh, you think that's a Saponian or a no, real diamond? Dawn Marie is enamored with the ring, but nonetheless, I feel so bad for Ralph's daughter, Tori. So bad for Al's daughter Tori. Oh, you do, huh? Well, I feel bad for the viewers who had to watch this mess. Well, hopefully the mess is going to clean up because coming up on SmackDown, we got Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero. The WWE Tag Team Titles on the line here tonight. Look at Al. Look at Dawn. Yeah. Look at Al. Look at Dawn. Look at look at the ring on Dawn's hand. Oh. Commercial, I'm begging. Hey, Al's expression changed. <laughs> By the night, we have seen... Wait a minute. Jordan, your father and Don Marie are engaged. Do you have a comment? You can't blame Tori for a reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shocked, upset. <laughs> 